Good morning, Boker Tov. Please, uh, good morning, Boker Tov. Please help yourself to uh, donuts and coffee. Special thanks to Jeffrey Gelbar, sponsor of the 10 Minutes of Meaning series for the year. Memory, Mishul Medavid, Shemdo Baz David, Avner Ben Avram Cohen. And also this morning's uh, particular 10 Minutes are sponsored by Noam Lidvak in commemoration of his Babi Mushi Liba Baz David, who believed in a good dessert, donuts, and coffee to start the day. We are on the 19th parak of Mesil Sashon. We've been learning the timeless words of the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzata, who's taught us how to be the best version of ourselves, how to live a life of mindfulness and cautiousness, how to transition and turn it into alacrity, zeal, and enthusiasm, how to live a life of purging our negative qualities, how to live a life of discipline and dignity to prove that we can learn without which entitles us and gives us license to live with. And we've been up to the meat of the quality of chasidus in this great 12-step formula of self-perfection culminating in Ruach HaKodesh, living the best version of ourselves in which we qualify for the ultimate divine inspiration to have the greatest contact and conversation with our Creator, with the Almighty. We're up to chapter 19, Perak Yotes, talking about chasidus piety. And the Ramchal has been, over, has been emphasizing over and over again that Hasidus' real piety is not settling with good, but striving for great. Not getting away with the bare minimum, but wanting to go above and beyond. In every sphere, in every arena, in every relationship in our lives. Again, please have some coffee and donuts. Enjoy from our sponsors. In every arena of life, to not get away with good enough. Not good enough when it comes to Hashem. Not good enough with our davening, or good enough with our learning, or good enough with our midos, not good enough in our relationship with others, but to be great, to be great husbands and wives, to be great mothers and fathers, to be great friends, to be great employees, to be great members of a community, not to be satisfied with good enough. And we last left off last week, the notion of a sensitivity and awareness of anything that has a life force or a life energy, not only to be kind and sensitive and caring to people, not only to identify and to care about the well-being of the lives of human living, but the animal kingdom as well. To be sensitive and to care for every creation of Hashem. To even go so far, Rav Mendelovitz, not to tear a leaf off a tree, not to rip off a branch gratuitously for no reason at all, but to recognize anything with a life, whether that life is human, animal, or vegetative. But if it has a life, that life is being sustained and driven by Hashem, to sever it, to cut it off, is an insensitivity, it's a lack of piety. It's not the act of a chassid. The two leading principles in order to live a life of piety of chassidus are to find that balance between yira and ava. That if a person doesn't find the equilibrium, if a person doesn't live with that balance between ava and yira, then they can't be a chassid. If you're a chassid, but you don't have any awe of God, you're a chassid who's not impressed, inspired, in awe. You never get goosebumps through contact with the divine, through his world, through his people, through the experience we have, then you can't be a chassid. And equally, if you're a chassid, all you have is fear and awe, but there's no love, there's no excitement, there's no enthusiasm, there's no energy, there's no romance, there's no electricity, there's no love, you're not alive, you're not awake, there's nothing dynamic in that relationship, then one also cannot be a chassid. He says, In defining these now, included within yira, within awe, is, is a notion of humility, 
of bowing, of deference, of submission, of surrender. To realize I'm in the presence of greatness. To recoil and to say, whoa, I'm unworthy. I'm not worthy. I'm in the presence of greatness. Look at this world. Look at its details. Look at its minutia. Look at its sophistication. Look at the human body alone. Every morning, every time we go to the bathroom throughout the day, Hashem, the human body, which is a factory, the human battery is absolutely a manufacturing factory. We put input in and it absorbs what it needs to live and it removes everything, the waste it doesn't need. It's brilliantly constructed and designed. The human being, every human being, let alone when you think about the distance of the stars or the size of the sun or the galaxies, the billions that are out there, one should recoil with a sense of submission, surrender, a sense of awe, a sense of humility. I think I'm all that. I think I understand anything. I think I'm in charge or control of anything in my life. I don't know anything. I can't predict or anticipate. I can't control anything. When I think about the stars and the sun, the galaxies, the cosmos, when I think about the human being, the human body, when I think about the natural world and the natural order, when I think about an invisible virus that for years now has absolutely paralyzed the world for a pandemic, how little we can predict, how little we can control, it should yield within us a sense of humility. It should give us pause. We should recognize with a sense of achna, with a sense of all his greatness. Wow, God, when I think about how little I know and how little I can control, how little I can predict, and how in charge and how in control you are, now, not only do I recoil with a sense of a healthy dose of awe, but I also should respond with a great sense and sentiment of, when you say jump, I say how high. Boy, are you in charge. Boy, are you in control. You flexed, God. For two years, you flexed with a pandemic. You should have humbled all of humanity. Not sure it's worked yet, but we can lead by example and we can start. For two years now, you've humbled us all something we didn't predict, didn't anticipate, never believed could happen, that turned our lives upside down and inside out. Even the miracle of a, of a uh, vaccine, it's a miracle from Hashem, it's a gift from above. Just look at the charts and the graphs of who's dying and how many are dying. If you're vaccinated, you live. A fully vaccinated person is more at risk of dying of a bee sting today than they are of corona. And unvaccinated people are still, are still passing away. Hashem gave us the refuah and the maka. He gave us the antidote and the answer. These are miracles from Hashem. And we should think and contemplate and consider and recoil both with awe and humility, but also with submission and surrender. You're in charge. You're in control. Whatever you say goes. So that's the yira. Not a yira sa'onesh. The Ramchal earlier developed the idea of the yira sa'onesh. Not, I'm afraid if I don't behave, lightning's going to strike. Everything's going to go wrong. If I want the blessings, the brachas in my life that I crave, I better be a good boy, otherwise I won't get what I want this year. That's a very unsophisticated, very low level. The yiras aromimus is not the unhealthy, I shouldn't say unhealthy, not the debilitating fear of punishment and consequence, but the healthy sense of awe, of awesomeness, of submission to someone, something greater than ourselves. ava. So that's the yira component, the yira saromimus component. What about the Ava? Hasimcha dvekas vakina. He says, Ava is, cla- is characterized by simcha joy. To have a joy for life. If you're a chassad and you're walking around all farbisana and your face is down and you're miserable, then you're not a chassad. 
not a chassid by the modern day definition of a chassid, nor a chassid by the Ramchal, Rapinchas ben Yoyer, by the Talmudic definition of a chassid. To be a pious person, you have to have a simcha sachayim. You have to be walking around with a joy for life. That you can only have that simcha when you have a muna. If you recognize and accept that everything is by design, nothing is random or chance, everything is for a reason, so now I can have a happiness and a joy for life. Hadvekas. Simcha, the joy, comes and emanates from dvekas. If I cling to God, if I stick to God, if I glue and attach myself to God, that Hashem has my back, and as long as I attach myself to Him, I can walk through life with a smile because whatever happens is what's meant to be. Ve'akina, zealousness in this context. Kina doesn't mean jealousy, it means a zeal, a zealousness, which we'll explain right now. So now we're going to define further, unpack further Yira and Ava. So Yira, as we said from the Ramchal, here by the 19th chapter, is a Yira Saromamus. Oh, Hashem, you're awesome. You're awesome. When I daven, when I do a mitzvah, I think about it in the context that I am serving the king the king of kings, the creator of the universe. Know before whom you stand, know before whom we daven. Davening is not just an empty exercise. Davening is not something on a checklist. Davening is an audience. It is yechidus. You know, somebody who goes in to meet a Rebbe thinks a lot about what will I ask for? What do I want? What should I say? What do I write on the, on the kvitto? What will it be like? We walk in every day with an audience with the Ribbona Shalom who as great as the Rebbe's are, do we think about, do we consider, are we prepared? Would a person be on their phone? Would they be distracted? Would they be in conversation in front of a Rebbe? If a person were in the Oval Office, a person were meeting with a Prime Minister or President, would they be distracted? Would they have not have put thought into what they're going to say or how they'll take advantage of that moment? And yet we walk into davening so casually, so comfortably. Of course the answer is because we do it every day, multiple times a day, so it's taken for granted and it feels casual and co- but we're walking into Yechidus with the Rebbe. We're walking in with the Melech Malachi Amlachim. We're walking into the most powerful, not person, the creator of the universe. Have we prepared? Have we given thought to what we want to say and how we want to say it? Are we prepared to submit and surrender? Are we prepared to recognize that it's not just about what we want or need? Chassid once came to the Alter Rebbe and asked for a bracha, had a whole list of all the things that he wanted. And the Rebbe turned to him and he said, you've given a lot of thought to your needs. Have you given equal thought to how you're needed? You've given a lot of thought to all of your needs. Have you given equal thought to how you are needed in this world? When we stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not just about what we need and want. It's also about thinking about how we're needed. How do we serve Him? What does He want and expect from us? What does the world need from us? We'll pick up Amir Tashem next time. Living with Amun 845 tonight. We go behind the beam with Jamie Geller. Till next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.